good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. And we'll start off with the daily COVID numbers. Thailand logged 10,288 new COVID-19 cases and 101 more fatalities during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced on Monday morning, the fewest new cases for more than two months. There were 10,161 cases in the general population and 127 among prison inmates. The new caseloads were smaller than the 12,353 announced on Sunday when the country recorded 125 more deaths. On Sunday, 12,494 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. In relation to the vaccination rollout today, Thailand has vaccinated 41.9% of the population with one dose and 27.3% are now fully vaccinated. So the numbers have been gradually going down. Things seem to be getting better. So we're going to just keep our eye on this and hopefully the numbers will continue to fall week on week on and we'll be able to definitely reopen in the near future. And our first story of the day, flood ruins public holiday. Prime Minister Prior Chanacha has admitted the government is unable to completely solve the country's annual flood problems, but he pledged speedy compensation for its victims. He was speaking on Sunday as he led authorities to visit flood victims in Sukhothai Si Samrong district, which has been among the areas hardest hit by tropical storm Dianmu. As they flew into the province, General Priot and Interior Minister Anupang Paujinda saw firsthand the magnitude of the problem and discussed relief measures for victims, a source said. During his visit, Prime Minister handed out relief bags containing essential items to flood victims. It is a holiday, but when people are in trouble, we can't take a day off, General Priot said. The government need a comprehensive flood management plan for the country as a whole. We can't solve the flood problem 100%. In our country, floodwaters flow from highlands to low-lying areas from the north to the south. They gather in various rivers, flooding the same areas repeatedly. Therefore, flood management is needed in specific areas and retention reservoirs must be ready to take in water for future use. When the floods occur, all we can do is make sure they recede faster and pay compensation as quickly as possible. We have to think of how to keep the damage to a minimum. He added that he does not oppose any flood management project, but budget allocations must follow legal procedures and the projects must be subject to public hearings. On Sunday, floods wreaked havoc in several areas of Sukhothai, particularly in the western side of the province, from Klong Po intersection to Sukhothai Muang Ko Road, all the way to the Big Sea Hypermarket, five kilometers away. In areas near Sukhothai Hospital and the Sukhothai College of Dramatic Arts, and the Sukhothai Technical College, the water was one meter deep. Doctors, nurses, hospital staff and visitors had to use boats provided by rescue operation units to get them to the hospital, which was walled in with five stacks of sandbags. Mana Bangkluau, a resident of Sisamrong district, said he wanted the Prime Minister to relieve the hardship of farmers as much of their land has now been devastated. Several other provinces were also battered by Diambu yesterday. In Nakhon Ratchasima, 
flash floods inundated four kilometers of local roads, cutting off 22 villages from outer areas. The torrents of water cascaded down from the mountain range in nearby Chayobum before growing into a deep single channel which flooded the upper Lam Changkrai Reservoir in Dan Kuntat district, which is now 17% over its maximum capacity. The storm has also extended to Tax Umpang district, where an overflowing dam and river, which burst its banks, inundated the municipality. Many houses were left underwater and cars blocked several roads. Umpang Bang Palata Road, which leads to several tourist sites, was also inaccessible by meter-high floodwater. Kun Sadit Chai, mayor of Tambong, Umpang municipality, said staff and rescue had been mobilized to evacuate the villagers in these areas, but they are facing difficulty because of the continuing downpours and floods. Electricity in the district has also been shut down for safety. In Chayapum, floods have ravaged the province, especially in Bamnet Narang district, where one flash flood was five meters deep and brought a hospital and surrounding commercial hub to a standstill. Kek River in Pitsanaluk also overflowed due to the heavy rain and submerged a lower plain in Wang Tong district on Friday before beginning to recede yesterday. However, many local houses suffered damage. Now this is just terrible. It happens pretty much every year, a bit like the um, burning of land in Chiang Rai which then, and Chiang Mai which leads to the very bad air quality. It's a a recurring incident pretty much every year and the government seem unable to deal with it and I, I guess they've come to the conclusion that they're they're not able to deal with it and the only way to deal with it is to compensate people as quickly as possible. Now let's hope that they do compensate people because the government here have, have a history of making promises and not really following through on them at the end of the day. But let's hope for these people they are well looked after and they can get their lives back to normal as soon as possible. And next up, more reopenings, shorter curfew. More businesses will be allowed to reopen from Friday, October 1st. The night curfew will be shortened, but the state of emergency will remain in force. The government CCSA, chaired by Prime Minister Priya Chanacha, passed resolutions to this effect at its meeting on Monday. The eased disease control measures applied to 29 provinces declared dark red zones of maximum and strict disease control and would take effect this coming Friday. Government spokesman Tanakorn Wan Bun Kong Chana said the CCSA extended the state of emergency to cope with COVID-19 until November 30th and shortened the night curfew in dark red zones by one hour from 10pm to 4am. The curfew will continue for at least another 15 days and shopping centre and convenience stores will close at 9pm. The CCSA approved the reopening of beauty salons, beauty clinic, massage and spa parlours and movie theatres and permitted music performances at restaurants. Also to reopen are nurseries, libraries, museums, learning centres centres and manicure and tattoo shops. Exhibition and convention centres will remain closed. Closed stadiums can open until 9pm and competitions can be organised but without spectators. Open air stadiums can allow spectators to a maximum 25% of seating capacity. So this is a little bit of good news but also it's showing that the uh, emergency decree and the CCSA now has been extended for another two months like we spoke about last week. That's a bit of a disappointment. The curfew as well I don't think it's really needed at this stage and I think it's still only being used really to control the protests that are continuing on a daily basis in Bangkok even if they're not getting much media coverage on some days. 
Now, it also says that open-air stadiums can allow spectators to a maximum of 25% of seating capacity. Now, for people who are supporters of the Thai Football League, that means hopefully those people will be able to start to go back and watch football matches live. I don't think this is any great news for businesses. The continued curfew is going to be a killer to most places. And of course, still no alcohol allowed in restaurants. No bars are open. No entertainment venues are open. And now our next story is a little bit of good news, I guess, for travelers and kind of a progression on from the Phuket sandbox model. Quarantine and lockdown measures have been eased. The mandatory quarantine period for fully vaccinated visitors with vaccine certificates in all quarantine facilities and tourism sandboxes, such as the Phuket sandbox, will be shortened from 14 days down to 7 days. For air and sea passengers without a vaccine certificate or air and sea passengers who have yet to be fully vaccinated, the quarantine period will be 10 days. For land passengers without a vaccine certificate or land passengers who have yet to be fully vaccinated, the quarantine period will continue to be 14 days. All visitors will be subject to two RT-PCR tests during the quarantine period. The measures for people in alternative quarantine, that's AEQ facilities, have also been relaxed where they will be allowed to exercise in an open-air facility, swim, ride a bike on a designated route, order food and other products online and conduct short meetings. For people in state quarantine and organizations quarantine, they will be allowed to exercise in an open-air facility and order food and other products online. Thailand CCSA approves a four-phase reopening plan from October until January. October continues to see four beach resort destinations welcome vaccinated foreign tourists, while November will see 10 more destinations reopening to international tourism. The pilot phase from the 1st to the 31st of October 2021, they will continue with the four popular beach resorts, which were the first destinations to reopen, beginning with Phuket on July 1, then Suratani, Samui, Koh Phangan and Koh Tao on July 15th, and most recently Krabi and Panya on 16th of August, linking with Phuket under the 7 plus 7 extension arrangement. This phase will also see reopening of designated areas in Krabi, that is Klong Muang and Tap Kik. The first phase, which will be from the 1st to the 31st November, this will see the reopening extended to 10 other tourism-driven destinations. These include all areas of Bangkok, Krabi and Panya, and designated areas in Buriam, Chiang Mai, Chanburi, Loi, Pechaburi, Prachapkiri Khan and Ranong. Then the second phase will run from the 1st to the 31st of December and that will be the reopening will be extended to 20 more provinces which are tourism driven, well known for art and culture or border destinations. And then finally the third phase which will begin on January 1, 2022, this will see the reopening of 13 border provinces. So a little bit confusing what's been announced today but I'm being tried to read up on it. I've contacted a few people and I'm trying to give you as accurate information as I can. So what has basically happened is the 14 days that you normally would have had to do in Phuket when you arrive has now been slashed to seven days. And actually it's seven nights, just to let people know it's not seven days, it's actually seven nights. So you'll have to do seven nights in Phuket. And so you will arrive and you will do either seven nights in Phuket and you'll have to do two RT-PCR tests. You still have to go through the whole certificate of entry and have the insurance and your fully vaccinated status, etc., etc. And then after your seven days, you are free to go anywhere in Thailand you like. Now, what sounds like it's also happening is that they will be opening up possibly Kaolak to this seven days so that you'll be able to fly possibly to Phuket Airport and then transfer straight to Kaolak and spend your seven days in Kaolak. Then again, you will also have to do your two RT-PCR tests. 
and are still continuing with the PCR testing. Now there has been a call by people to scrap the PCR testing and just go with rapid antigen testing because they're cheap and they're fast and they're convenient. But as of yet, the government have not gone that far. I think, again, as we spoke, you have seen about 0.3% of Phuket arrivals ever testing positive for COVID. So I think it's a, a fair step for the government to think about just introducing the rapid antigen tests. Now, if you want to go to Phuket as a Thai domestic traveler or an expat and you're living in the country, you only need to show a rapid antigen test. So I, I think it's only fair that if you're if that's the requirement to go to Phuket or some other destination within these sealed routes and you ask for a rapid antigen test from a local or an expat, then the same should be required for an international travel traveler who you are making jump through loads of hoops. Now, I see this as more a progression rather than the final solution. I think we're going to see Phuket, Kaolak, Kipi Island opening up to direct travelers. So you'll still have to go through the certificate of entry process next month, but you'll be able to go straight to these destinations and you won't need to worry about having to spend seven nights in Phuket. Now, that's what my interpretation of it right now is, even though the actual information is very, very sketchy and it's kind of been thrown out there, but not very much a detail given. But this is what I have been told. And if it's wrong, I will correct it, obviously, the next day. But the seven days is definitely happening, right? So it's not 14 anymore. Then what they're planning is, is November. We'll have the other areas that we've spoken about, Pattaya, Bangkok, Chiang Mai, Chiang Rai. Uh, Huahin, these areas will also reopen. And I presume it'll be still under this kind of a sealed route program and there still will be these PCR testings. Hopefully they'll scrap the PCR and, and even just re- reduce it down to the rapid antigen. And then by the 1st of January, it's looking like it'll be a full reopening. I don't really understand why the country is so closed. I was just looking at my own country recently and I'm from Ireland, but we recently just scrapped the mandatory hotel quarantine for red listed countries. And normally if you are coming from a red listed country into Ireland, you had to do the mandatory hotel quarantine for 14 days. Now they scrapped that. And the reasoning behind the scrapping was rather interesting. They said, look, we don't need it anymore. We were concerned about Delta variant coming into the country. And we were also concerned before about maybe variants of concern from other parts of the world. But we don't need to worry about that anymore because we already have COVID and we already have Delta. We don't need to stop anything else coming into the country so people can can come in now. But there's still rules. So if you're not vaccinated, you have to do mandatory home quarantine. But if you're vaccinated with a an approved vaccine, you're free to do your business. Now, also, there is a bit of a difference. Ireland, I think, is about 70%, 75% fully vaccinated. But my point still stands with Thailand. Get yourself fully vaccinated and then you can reopen. Drop the certificate of entry and just open to vaccinated tourists. And that's really it. I see what they're doing. They're going on a phased plan. Maybe there's also a thing in Thailand, and I have noticed this quite a lot, is Thai people still are quite nervous about the whole COVID situation. They still see foreigners as like the spreader of the COVID. They're nervous about foreigners still. And obviously that's from last year and a lot of the rhetoric from the government which seemed to be like blame the foreigner for everything. Let's not blame government officials or ministers or, or you know, the army or anybody who could be involved in bringing COVID COVID into country. Let's just blame foreigners straight off. And it's kind of lingered in the country for quite a while now. And I, I've been watching a number and reading a number of Thai forums. And you do see people who are very, very nervous. Like in Bangkok, they talk about, well, all these foreigners that are going to be there, who are they? You know, could they have the COVID? I'm so nervous about this. You know, it's an illogical fear, but it's still there. And the government also have to contend with that. So I see this right now as kind of a phased approach. And I think, as I said before, it'll be a full reopening around January 1. That's when we can see it. 
Now, for people who want to go on a holiday to Thailand, you still have to do your certificate of entry, but you could go to Kaolack. If you're a person who enjoyed going to Kaolack for 10 days, you can still go. A little bit more difficult, a little more hoops to jump through, but it's there for you. Or you can wait till after January, you probably only need to show a vaccine certificate and hopefully that will be the case. So we'll see how it plays out. I'd love to know what you guys think about it and this whole new phase reopening and the reopening plan. And do you think that with just the seven days, would that kind of get an itch in your feet to kind of come and see the country? Or do you still think the PCR testing is over the top? I'd love to hear your comments and your opinion down below in the comment section. Governor appeals to CCSA to allow Phuket to open bars sell alcohol. Phuket Governor Narong Wunsi has submitted a formal request letter to the national government to allow Phuket ease certain COVID-19 restrictions and including allowing alcohol to be served and bars and entertainment venues to open in order to help alleviate the financial hardships suffered by the residents on the island. The appeal issued today, September 27th, and addressed to the CCSA was titled Policy Recommendations and Guidelines for Adjusting Disease Control Measures in Workplace or at-Risk Locations and specifically referred to the regulation issued under Article 9 of the Emergency Decree on Public Administration in Emergency Situations. In his letter, Governor Narong pointed out that the Phuket province has opened as a pilot area for tourists under the Phuket Sandbox Scheme since July 1 to help drive the economy while implementing disease control by allowing tourists from low and medium risk countries to travel to Thailand without quarantine, all in accordance with the rules set out by the Ministry of Public Health and the Ministry of Tourism and Sports. Governor Narong also pointed out that under regulations issued under the emergency decree, Phuket as an orange level control zone could allow restaurants or other food or beverage outlets to serve food and beverages, but the sale and consumption of liquor or alcoholic beverages was prohibited in the venue. Phuket province has brought in such measures as to order the ban on the sale of liquor and for people to refrain from drinking alcohol or alcoholic beverages in restaurants he noted. However, as restaurants and food establishments and hotels and other foods or beverage outlets serve Phuket sandbox tourists, the tourists are affected. The service is inconsistent with the guidelines for promoting tourism in Phuket, which is strict disease control measures, Governor Narong said. And just to update on that story, the governor has now issued an order allowing restaurants to serve alcohol and also for live music will be permitted to be played under public health guidelines. Now this whole letter by the governor is a bit bullshitty because he is the one who has banned alcohol being served in restaurants, even though you were allowed to serve alcohol in restaurants, even on under the emergency decree because Phuket was a yellow zone province. So they were allowed to do it, but he was the one who banned it. And now he's trying to say, well, the reason that the nightclubs aren't open, and he's trying to throw it out that, you know, it's not really his fault. But regardless if the bars and entertainment venues aren't open, he was the one who stopped restaurants and restaurants in hotels and other places from serving alcohol. So it wasn't from the central government. He made that decision because remember, they were serving alcohol and then he stopped it for no reason a couple of months ago. So I find it a bit rich that he's suddenly now writing letters to the CCSA asking, asking for bars and entertainment venues to be allowed open. Look, I agree they should be open. If they were doing the Phuket Sandbox properly, everything within the province should be open. There should be no restriction whatsoever. Over 80% of the people are fully vaccinated there. It should be fully open, but they're still behaving and acting like COVID is some new thing that just popped up and they have no idea what they're doing. So look, the governor should make up his mind what side of the fence he's on here. At the end of the day, it was him who banned the alcohol in restaurants. Now he wants the bars and restaurants to be able to open or the bars and nightclubs to be able to open and serve alcohol. Okay, he has now given the order that restaurants can now start serving alcohol again, which is a good thing. 
Don't get me wrong, I'm happy to see that, happy to hear that. And I'm sure a few bars will open up selling popcorn and, you know, that'll be their restaurant. But again, he shouldn't be making it sound like that it's all the central government's fault, because it wasn't. He was as much to blame for this as anyone else. Stolen 72-year-old Jumbo found a Phuket elephant camp finally goes home. Stolen 18 years ago, the 72-year-old elephant Pangyo was reunited with her overjoyed owner in their native Surin province on Saturday. Pangyo was stolen from Mr. Chab on January 25, 2003 and subsequently sold to an elephant kraal in Phuket for 1.4 million baht. Mr. Chab gathered documents to prove his ownership of the elephant and showed them to the kraal owner who refused to return the pachyderm. It led to an arduous court battle that finally ended on Wednesday when the Supreme Court ordered the elephant be returned to its rightful owner. After a 24-hour journey by road, Pangyo arrived back in Surin to a joyful reunion with Mr. Chob, who said the elephant will not be used as a beast of burden. She's old now. She needs to take it easy, he said, his eyes brimming with tears of joy. Pangyo has been moved to an elephant study center on the Surin campus of Regimentala University of Technology. It will be her permanent home where she will be a living example for the study of elephants. We may have grown apart just a bit, but it's well worth the 18 years of waiting. No one will ride her. She won't be put to work, Mr. Chobb said. Well, that's actually a, a lovely, happy story. What's quite interesting is how old that elephant is. 72 years old. Now, I've done a bit of research and it seems the average age for a kind of a Southeast Asian elephant is 48 years of age. So this elephant has certainly lived a very, very long life and it's great to see and hopefully she'll have many more years of happiness and certainly not being paraded in front of tourists and being ridden by tourists and being, you know, as far as I'm concerned, abused. Lucky her and I'm glad both her and her owner have been reunited. And now for the Phuket news. Phuket reported 195 new COVID-19 infections in the past 24 hours. Two of them were from the Sandbox program. Meanwhile, the 195 new local infections bring the total number of new local infections reported on the island in the past seven days to 1,595. We had 602 international arrivals to the Sandbox scheme, all tested negative for COVID on arrival. They arrived on eight flights. One Thai Airways, one Qatar, one Emirates, one Al Al, two Singapore Airlines and one Jetstar Asia. 233 travellers tested negative for COVID during their second test, while 272 travellers tested negative on their third test. Since the 1st of July, 37,477 travellers have availed of the Sandbox programme. And in other news, PP entry restrictions extended. Restrictions on people travelling to PP Island have been extended until further notice as a precaution following more construction workers there being confirmed as infected. Scammers claiming to be involved in Phuket cannabis operation wanted for stealing selling off rental cars. A gang claiming to rent cars for businesses involving a large cannabis operation in Phuket is wanted for stealing 10 rental vehicles, cars and vans after renting them from local car rental operators and not returning them. And finally... National Police Chief Suat in Phuket to promote tourism safety. National Police Chief General Suat Jang Sutsuk was in Phuket yesterday to promote the old Phuket Town Smart Safety Zone 4.0 project underway to make the heart of Phuket Town a safe haven for local residents and tourists. And just to remind people that the new entry requirements for uh, Phuket and at the Phuket checkpoint come into force on October 1. You need to be fully vaccinated and you need to have an RT-PCR or rapid antigen test no older than seven days to be able to cross in through the checkpoint. 
But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.